0: Hello, welcome to my podcast, Empowered to Thrive. I'm so glad you joined me today. I'm your host, Kareen Powell. I'm an intuitive mentor and I help people pleasers to find happiness, embrace courage, and experience peace of mind. But say you're not a people pleaser and you're desperate for change and not sure how to make it happen, then I'm here to help. In this space, you're going to find motivation to live a life full of joy and resilience. We'll talk all things inner wellness. And because I'm a mom, we'll throw in some knock-knock jokes. Just kidding. We'll talk mom hacks and parenting sometimes. Whether it's your first time here or you listen week after week, I am wanting you to know, as I'm always wanting you to know, that your life is so significant, you are so valuable, and I, for one, am happy that you are alive. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. And would you do me a favor? Would you go ahead and subscribe to my podcast, give me a good rating, and write a written review? Any of those three things would help me so very much, and I would appreciate it. Enjoy the episode. I am so excited for you to get to enjoy this conversation that Courtney and I had together. Courtney Spencer is a life coach, an attorney, and a mother. She helps women who are overwhelmed and stuck and busy take control of their lives and finally achieve their goals and dreams. She is both a cheerleader and accountability holder for her clients, partnering with them to break through the barriers that have been keeping them from achieving the call on their lives. You're going to benefit so very much from what Courtney shares about how to manage time. Enjoy. What everything you have to tell us about managing our time well and and I'll let you take it away.
1: I'm not the master of time, so I've had to become the master of technique.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: I I'm the person who's tends to be like 5 minutes late, over schedule. Um, You know, in my law practice, I have staff that take care of that. And in my personal life, I've come up with techniques. So everything I'm teaching, I'm not one of those wonderfully type, I am type A, but wonderfully organized (laughs) people who just was born with these systems. I'm definitely the person for those people who struggle in this area because I I can identify. Mm -hmm. And I've probably tried every, I have to say I've tried everything and every day I try something new. So I think that or just know that the information I'm giving you is based on true research. Um, tried every planner, every app, every technique, coaches, you name it. But what I have found is, and I agree, this is not my philosophy, this is said by many, many people much more skilled than me, that if you don't manage your time, your time manages you. Um, And if you don't manage your time, you're just reacting and putting out fires versus moving the needle forward in your own life. So taking control of your time um, is huge. Taking control of my time is life changing. Um, when I don't, when I just sort of let things happen, life happens. You know, things right. go forward. I I do all the things, but I don't actually get to where I really want to go. Mm-hmm. So it, I guess what I what I really want to say about time time management is it sounds super technical and super fussy and restrictive, but it really is actually the most freeing thing you can do. Is is come up with a really good way
0: to manage your time so you can manage your life. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm interested because I feel like that's one of my things even cuz you know, we have the kids at home homeschooling them and there'll be times I think, yeah, I think if I just did our schedule differently, it would make a huge difference. So I'm really curious to learn what you're going to share.
1: Yeah, and I mean, especially everybody right now is juggling many things even as kids go back to school. Yep. Um no matter no matter what's happening, um things are, I apologize for the phone ringing Time okay. <laughs> management. I'm like family, you need to make sure everything is organized so I can do this call. Um, so everybody's wearing more hats than we ever used to wear. And yes. so it's really important to know that and to know that you, you can plan for that. You can plan whether you have a 40 hour nine to five work week, um, this phone is like forever ringing. Um, or if you have a, um, like I have two businesses, so I have two different schedules, or if you're homeschooling and so every day is different, then, um, then you can do, do these techniques. So the, the number one thing I want to say is, is planning is key. You have to plan, um, you have to plan weekly and daily. Um, I do best when I actually plan half-hour increments, but it really doesn't matter. Um, But overall, in addition to all of that, is block scheduling. Block scheduling is a godsend. When I heard of it, I was like, yes. Um, Actually, when I first heard of it, I'm like, that's crazy. My life is so unpredictable day to day. How Mm. could I put blocks around it? But what it does is it forces you to create some predictability. So I'll give you an example of mine. Um, And I teach when I teach this, I show people my actual schedule, which changes. So there's Sunday planning because every week is very different for me. But in general, the big blocks are Monday and Tuesday are coaching and ministry school when that's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday are. Law all day, all law, all day long doesn't mean I don't do law on Mondays and Tuesdays, and doesn't mean I don't do coaching on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, but those are all allocated days. Okay, um, mornings are so up until 10, there is the um, you know, start my schedule starts usually at six, so there's prayer, usually some exercise, it's all your it's got kind of a self-care in the morning. Do I always get to it? No. When I do get to it, life goes well. And then I get a block of, cause in the morning for me, um, the deep work has to happen early. Cause by the afternoon, my brain is, is smushed. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so there's like the, I want to learn a new estate planning technique, um, if I want to learn a new coaching technique, if I want to review, you know, anything big, it's going to be in the morning. Uh-huh. So then I do appointments after 10 and okay. I do them for a set amount of time. Um, but I don't do appointments before 10 unless there's like some extreme reason to do that. Because once I get into appointments, my day's done. It's appointment, 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 appointment. And then I have done none of the um, deep work that I wanted to do. Yes. So it's a time i would set up my marketing, um, business planning, you know what I mean? So I really have that focused time. So that's my first block, six to 10. Okay. Um, and then on my next block from 10 to lunch we will start, depending on what it is, whether it's coaching, whether it's law, um, will be work time. I have my lunch break. Um, it's not always perfect, it's not always at 12, but that's my lunch time, um, yeah. which I try very hard to not work or look at social media, just really enjoy just eating, even if it's five minutes, Mm -hmm. not always successful, but I try. Yeah. And then I have my next block. So I have an afternoon work block. Um, And then I cut it off at five. Now I do coaching calls in the evening for clients that have to do that. They just have no other choices. But other than that, my five o'clock on is my daughter and my husband. And that's it. So, um, you know, it, it may be that She has a physical therapy appointment or something, but it's all about her. It's all about family time. And I structure my weekends the same way I used to, especially when I first opened my law practice. And when I first opened my coaching practice, I was like, oh, you need an appointment at 9 p.m. on a Saturday. I'm your girl, whatever you want, you know? And what happened was, did I get a ton of business? Yes. Did I like lose, not lose my family, but like, I didn't even know what was going on. So I had to learn, you have to do the hustle in the beginning. That's normal um but i learned that no this is no way to live or function um and i and that my family you know it's god family work and friends are above you know there yeah, too yeah, yeah and that's the big priority so again it's sort of creating rhythms i heard somebody say this recently it's creating rhythms more than a rigid schedule but every night for the next day, it's a rigid schedule because I know it's coming up. So like on Sunday, I don't do a rigid schedule for the week. But the night before I do a schedule at 6 a.m., I'm going to pray at 6.15. Okay. I'm going to do this at seven o'clock. I'm going to do this at 730. I'm going to do this and I keep it where I can see it so that I never get lost <laughs> because I could I could pop on Instagram and lose two hours, you know. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, or I could focus on the wrong thing
0: right okay that makes so much sense because i heard the blocks and i'm thinking okay that's doable and already kind of what i do what i don't do which would help me out a ton is the night before when you're talking about detailing it i can even feel like how much lighter that would be because i'd be committing to okay well i've done this before where i'll set the timer 30 minutes i'll clean for 30 minutes actually, I like knowing once that timer's done, it doesn't matter what I haven't finished. I'm going to stop cleaning so I can get to the next thing I need to do. Yes. So that's where I feel like what you're saying, at least for me, I could implement it. And that would make a huge difference in the way the day would flow for me.
1: Yes. It sounds restrictive, like, oh my God, but you're not scheduling, like making your, these are things you have to do. You're just putting it in a bucket and you know when that, and like you said, perfectly at eight o'clock, if that's your next time, that's the next thing you have to do. You stop what you're doing, but you, then you can take a note and you shift it to tomorrow and it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. obviously emergencies and family and things like that take precedent, but it takes a lot of stress off you. Cause a lot of times I feel like you know, especially when you're a big thinker, sometimes in the middle of the day, you're like, where am I supposed to be, you know, yeah. and let me pick the most distracting thing to do instead, right? Like, oh, I deserve mm-hmm. a couple minutes of downtime. And then everything goes. And also you don't often get, so they talk about eat the, eat that frog and do your biggest, hardest thing first, yep. because the sense of relief you'll feel is immense. And the sense of anxiety you'll feel if you don't do it, mm. you keep putting it off is huge. So it's like, you know, sort of just, it's like, uh, there's a woman, Jordan Page, she does this like fun, cheaper, free. She's a, I think she has a podcast. She has a blog. She has all these things. She's really fun. Um, And she does a block scheduling system, but she does it like, like when we were in school, she's like, you know, the bell rings and you move on. Yeah. And so it's sort of like that. It's a, I do it at a much smaller scale because again, if, if I just say my block is from six to 10, again, I could be wandering around the house doing laundry when I should be doing marketing, right? Um, that's especially when you're work, like, I work from home, sure, lose a lot of time, then all of a sudden, you can't stop work at five, because you didn't do what you were supposed to do. So now you're working till 10. Um, right. yeah. So the, yeah. to me, the more detailed your schedule, the more clear your schedule is to you and your
0: family, mm-hmm. the, the less you have to work, because the more you get done. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. And I know recently I've just been doing it where, um, because like you, there's like certain days I'm working certain days, Evan's working and the days that I'm working, I don't plan on doing like my laundry and my housework. So the days he's working, even though I'm still like making sure the kids get their school done, I'm also adding in the laundry and the major cleaning around the house, but I feel relieved on the days that I'm working. Cause I'm like, well, that's not for today. Like, I don't even give it thought. Like it doesn't really matter what's in the hamper. I'm not doing it today. I'm going to do it on the days he's working. That's huge. So now that we're sitting here talking about it, I'm like, Oh yeah, that it creates a lot of relief because like you said, you're ending when you're ending or you're not doing a task on certain days or certain times. Yeah. The expectations are clear.
1: And that is very wise because laundry, cleaning out junk drawers, cleaning out closets are procrastinate. Well, they're also procrastination tools, right? Okay. We all have to do something. Um, And it's like, well, I really have this phone call I need to make, but I know it's not gonna be pleasant but my God, mm. you no, know, I haven't organized my closet in six months. So let me go do that. So yes, absolutely. If you're like, no, on work days, we don't, we don't do housework like that. We tidy, but it's not the, the yeah. laundry, the washing the floors, the big stuff. Right. Um, and you make those really clear expectations for yourself. I think it helps. Another technique that I teach is, um, and I also, I learned this again. I'm not, I'm not yeah. inventing anything myself. I learned it yep. on YouTube. You take, um, you take a piece of paper You do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you make columns for each day. And then you literally write everything you have to do in no random order. Everything Mm. you have to do. Um, Brush my teeth, um, you know, make sure my daughter took her vitamins, uh, you know, I don't know if you have lunch with somebody, plus the work, plus the marketing, plus the whatever you're doing, and you write it all out so you can see it. Okay, then on each day, because yeah. each day is different for everybody. And then you put and sometimes it's it's only like one Saturday a month, it doesn't matter, you put it on Saturday, then you write next to it, how much time do these tasks take? Hmm. Another technique is to highlight like what's personal, what's work. So you can kind of see the difference. Yeah. So then when you go, so when you go to create your big block schedule, so your big block schedule is your master schedule. Again, it's not where you're putting like at eight o'clock, I have a call with Sally Smith and nine o'clock, I have a coaching client, your big block schedule. is So you can kind of have a map, like an mm-hmm. overall map of where you're going. Mm-hmm. You take those tasks and now you know how long they take and then you can plug them in. Wow. Because it's being realistic. Because how many times do you think, oh, I'm going to get, I'm going to do this and it's going to take five minutes and it takes two hours, or this is going to take two hours and it only takes five minutes. Yeah. So because, because you don't really want to do it because it's a hard task. So you're like, oh God, it's just going to be too much. I just can't do it right now. So you, you, you put it off. Right. So when you have a realistic, like, oh, oh my gosh, I can do these things, mm-hmm. you plug them in. It's also an opportunity to say, oh my God, every Tuesday I have lunch with Sally Smith and I don't really think that's maybe the best use of either of our time. So we have lunch with Sally Smith. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Once a month of coffee, you know, whatever it is. Um, and I'm making up that, you know, those kinds of things, those connections with friends are actually very, very important, but say it's like something you do routinely, but you don't have to do. It's a great opportunity to say
0: no. Right. And you can go ahead. No, I'm just loving what you're saying. Like I'm, I can feel the freedom this brings. Yeah.
1: And, and looking I at one time, this is years ago when I first started my law practice on my own, which like 2008, I hired a professional organizer because I could not get, I could not get everything done. And she came and she looked at my schedule and she said, no, you can't do all of that. You have to, you, you can't, like I'm a professional organizer. I can't help you. You have to start letting go. And at the time wow. I was on two different boards. I was on the library board and I was on church council. Um, and the library board was wonderful and I loved the people but it's not necessarily my passion. The church council was like a huge passion, and she said, "You've got to choose." And I said, "I couldn't." Pa- they just—they asked me to be on the library board. I love the people. I just joined, and she's like, "Okay, so what's more important, your family mm. or this board?" And I was like, "You know," and yeah. uh, and she was right. And so they were gracious, and they got—I mean, there was like a waiting list to get on the library board. People wanted to be on it. Yeah. It just—it and it wasn't bad. It just. If I had to choose, then the church council was much more of a passion. So she taught me in that. She taught me in that that idea of there is a point where it is not realistic to do the things you want to do, all of the things you want to do, and you really do have to make hard choices. And that set me on the path. It took years, but eventually... Um, at one point I got myself overwhelmed, stressed, my body broke down, my health broke down and I revamped everything. Um, started coaching after I learned a lot of skills from falling apart and, um, <laughs> yeah. I think- I became the queen of no, um, you know, can you bake this for the bake sale? Absolutely not. But I'll give you, here's 20 bucks. You can buy something and call it mine. Um, I'm, the, I'm like, you know, I'm always thinking, okay, saying yes to you means saying no to my daughter. Saying yes to you means yeah. saying no to my husband. There can be no date night now. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm judicious. I'm
0: strict about what goes in my calendar and what doesn't. Yeah. Wow. That is awesome. Uh, you are definitely empowering all of us because when you said it that way, like if I say yes to you, I'm saying no to this. Uh, how clear is that? You're not, you're being so honest with yourself yes. and I like that. That's, that's good. I'm at a posi- I'm at a point in, in my life and with my business that I'm having to see what, um, in what ways I've been blocking myself in. And part of it has been by saying yes to certain things that, yeah, like you kind of said with the library and the church council, like y- you were, your heart was in both of them, but you needed to let one go to free up some time. And that's where I'm at. Like my heart's in, uh, in many, you know, in the things I'm doing, but I can see that some of them are creating blocks where I'm like, oh yeah, I say I want this, but I don't even have time for this to come into my life. Right. So how can I open up these ways so that what I really want to come into my life can? And a lot of it is this what what you're talking about, very practical. What am I saying yes to? What am I saying, you know, what am I saying no to? And how am I structuring my my days, which is our life, you know? Yes. Yeah.
1: It's huge. And oftentimes then what you're saying no to is are the people you care about most. Yeah. I even, even I, some, some of the best advice I heard was, has been the most shocking. Like, again, when I started my law practice, I wanted to be affordable. Um, Even when I started my coaching practice, I wanted to be super affordable. And somebody said, um, oh, so you care more about other people's kids than your own. And I was like, oh, but she was right. She's like, if you're undervaluing yourself Mm -hmm. and working yourself into the ground and not charging what you're worth, you are hurt. You are, you are caring about other people because I represent children, you care about other people more than your children, than you care about your own. And it was, you know, it was, it was meant to be shocking. And um, yeah, yeah, and man. it made me rethink things because I think women, especially, many men, we walk around like, oh my gosh, I don't want to bother you. And I don't want to put you out. And oh my gosh, you shouldn't have to pay for that. You know, we, we do, all of us do this, but what happens is we we get ourselves in situations where we can't be, everything we're called to be, and we can't be there and available for the people that we want to be there and available for, the ones we love. Um, So it is, like I said, if you don't manage, it's not just manage your time. If you don't manage your life, your life will manage you. It will happen, not on your terms. Like I said, when I got sick, when everything was going crazy, I had no, no control over anything. And I was just allowing everything to happen to me Mm -hmm. and just like years were passing. And then it was like, wait a second, do I want my daughter to see this and live like this someday? No, I don't. I want to teach her by watching me admit that this ain't working and then redesign my life in a way that works for my family, for me. Um, And it's easy now. Like I know a lot of people are like, "Oh my god, I have such a hard time saying no." And my my best advice to you is just practice. You'll Mm -hmm. become a master. It's actually one of the easiest skills to learn because once you do it, and the world doesn't end, and people don't hate you. And if somebody's gonna hate you because you said no, they're not the kind of person that they're not. They're fickle friends to begin with, you know. Yep. And you say it with grace, and you say it kindly. Um, But like you said if you don't, and what this professional organizer said, she said, you have zero white space. And if you have zero white space in your life, nothing can come in, nothing new can come in. And oftentimes your calendar is full of things you don't really want to be doing, or that are not actually, like I said, moving the needle forward. So if I'm spending all day doing work. That's great. I'm helping my clients. That's really important. But then I better spend another day on marketing or I'm not going to have any clients. You know what I mean? So it's (laughs) that, that mindset of, you know, the work is joyous. Like I like the legal work, the coaching work, the work is fun. It's easy in many ways. The harder part for me is the management administration and the, uh, the marketing. And, and, again, like I said, I have staff for a lot of this, but some of it I have to do on my own and it's the, those are the tasks I put off. Um, mm-hmm. so I have to schedule it and commit. This is what you're going to be doing for two hours on Wednesday. It just is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And that helps with those clear boundaries. Boundaries are good with everything. They're also good with yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love
1: it. It's great. And you had said something about the timer. So I was thinking for this talk, like what are the three really important things for? because there's so many ways you can go with time management. Um, But one was the block schedule. One was the specific schedule, but the other was a Pomodoro technique. Have you ever done that?
0: I don't know. I don't recognize the term. So let's see as you explain it, if I. Yeah, so I actually
1: I'm trying to think I'm not remembering the total. I think they're all different, but a lot of times um, I think it's I haven't had to do it lately because I've been very good at, it's usually when I have a big project, I make myself do it so I can do the project and take breaks. I, I believe it's 25 minutes of work and five minute break and it's a timer. And so it tells you that, but I think some of them are like 45 minutes and five minutes break or 50 minutes and a 10 minute break. So I think you can do it any way you want, but it's very clear that it's a set amount of time and then it's a timer and it's a forced break. And if you say to yourself, for example, I'm going to do, I remember like when I write briefs, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do four Pomodoros this morning. Mm. Very different than I'm going to write 60 pages this morning, you know, which is like, you know, where you go. If it's like, okay, I'm going to do four Pomodoros. You're sort of like playing a game with yourself. Yes. And it doesn't seem so bad. So the timer is just a different version of that, which is, okay, this is a really big task and I'm not even going to start it because it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. But man, if I do, if I commit to 30 minutes and actually have a stop that doesn't sound so bad. And, and in times when you have more time, it can be, okay, I'm going to just make myself do 30 minutes. But if I, if I want to do more, I can, cause I, I, you know, I really want to get this done. Same thing with exercise. Sometimes with coaching clients, I'm sure you do this. I'm like, just get on the treadmill for five minutes because once you're on it, it's so hard to get off. The Getting on is the hardest part. Yes. yes.
0: Yep. Yeah. That I've, I've heard and done where like, if it's a task I'm not feeling or not sure I want to do it, set a timer, commit to doing it for the 15 minutes, whatever it is, and then see how I feel. And you're right. Sometimes getting into it was the hardest part and it flows. And other times I stuck with my 15 minutes and then I, you know, I held true to what I said to myself and okay, I don't feel like doing it anymore, but you're reconceptualizing the way you're looking at it when you're talking about doing four sets of those instead of writing a certain number of pages, right? And it's, you can think about it and say, okay, I can do that. And then in the end, you still get everything done that you would have needed to, but you
1: you made a really important point. So if you say you're going to do it for 15 minutes and after 15 minutes, you don't want to, it is very important to stop because if you push yourself, that's not going to work anymore. Now, like I said, if after 15 minutes, you're like, you know I feel great. I really want to finish this task. It's very different, but you're right. You honor to yourself, the promise you made to yourself. So then you can trust yourself next time. Um, And I think that's huge. That's a very good way to put it. This is awesome. Very
0: practical. And I can tell you live it out like you're you're you own it and you're like you're the master of it like it just flows out of you i can tell that's so awesome because i i always feel like anybody hearing anything if we're hearing it from someone who lives it your words actually carry a power to us hearing it that empowers us in a different sort of way. You're not just talking fluff. You're like passionate about it. You know, it works, it's proven and it doesn't matter what someone else said like you're doing it so you're living proof. And so, yeah, I love that.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, and again, there are days when, you know, I've been traveling lately. So everything's a little up in the air, but I still look at everything as blocks. Like I'm gonna still return calls in this time. Like say I'm at Disney, I still have to check in. You know what I mean? Like I can never, as a business owner, as you know, you're never off, but it's not. But so what happens is I can enjoy my vacation because I know until two o'clock, I'm off the clock. I'm on vacation, but from two to three, I'm on the phone. And so, as opposed to like, oh, maybe sometime this week I'll check in and then all week you're like, oh my God, oh my God, I have to check in. The more you can put things tangibly in front of you in a schedule, otherwise your brain tries to hold things for you Mm -hmm. and you get overwhelmed. So another tip, which is not really time management but brain management is brain dumping. I'm sure you do that where you just take a piece of paper everything in your brain goes on that paper like you'll you'd crack up if you saw mine it would be like you know <laughs> buy wedding gift, end world hunger you know what I mean like write 12 books you know it's like everything that's on your mind crazy and big or not yep. because otherwise your brain's like well don't forget you want to end world hunger write 12 books and buy the wedding present right and then it's like before you know it okay well where are my keys like your brain's all full yeah um you got to get it out um So I think that's one of the best techniques. And even as a daily technique is any kind of journaling, any kind of getting stuff out of your brain, you'll sleep better. You'll have more peace because again, your brain doesn't know that it's hurting you by making you think, 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 think it thinks it's helping you. So Mm -hmm. you got to train it to say, okay, I don't need to worry about this right now. And Mm -hmm. I don't need to worry about it because now it's on paper and it's in a calendar. Right. So I know I'm going to buy that wedding gift, the weddings on Friday, I'm going to buy the wedding gift on Wednesday. So I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. And that's just really huge.
0: Yeah, it's awesome.
1: So it's all good. It's all good. And you know what, if you're not a master of your time, it's not a big deal you can become one. If I can, (laughs) I'm not, I don't have ADHD, but I have many ADHD tendencies, um, which I think a lot of entrepreneurs do. You have to have the ability to think big and think about a lot of things. I I say you're either a forest person, you can see the whole forest, or you're a tree person. Tree people are the people that do great like their accountants their contract reviewers that we need them because without them people like us would be like wandering in the streets right you know the people that have every the people who make planners you know um but I really think you're one or the other I'm a tree I'm a forest person sorry I'm not a tree person but I've become that way in the ways that matter like time management because again if I don't manage my time I have too much going on and nothing's going to get done. And I'm always say this when I talk and it's true. Right now I run two businesses. I have a coaching practice. I have a law practice, both active. Um, I have been in ministry school for two years. I have a 15 year old daughter and I have more time now than I did six years ago when I fell apart and got really sick. Back then, all I had to do was be a lawyer and a mother and a wife, uh, I didn't have actually half of what I have on my plate now. But I couldn't manage it. Well, I, I was a great lawyer. But it took everything out of me because I wasn't managing my nose. And I wasn't managing my time and my schedule and my boundaries were all over the place. Like, again, whatever you need, I'm here. Um, where now I'm very much more effective lawyer and coach and mother and wife, because I know how to say, okay, you know, this, these are my priorities. I told you, God, family, friends, work. Not that work is unimportant, but um, that's, that to me is like my easiest part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it doesn't fit one of those buckets, it's just a no.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so we'll take it from Courtney because, <laughs> she, because what you're saying is is that it's doable for all of us. So yeah. we can choose to make excuses, but if we don't wanna do that, then we can choose to take something from what you've told us and start implementing it. And we will be able to change our way of living. And then you said something too, like you're someone who might see the forest, but there's times you have to see just the tree. And I agree. I've had to remind myself that even though I might feel like, Oh, but it's not really my personality to like schedule myself in that honestly I can still be who I am and choose to have blocks of times that I'm doing things because it's going to be better overall for my life. And it doesn't mean that every moment is mapped out or that I can't flex when I want to. It's like the beauty of having the time management and also still being authentically whoever we are. So if anybody's listening and, you know, they're like me, where we like to flex our schedule. I think what you're saying, we can, but overall, we still have a plan. We we know why we're doing what we're doing. We're you know able to say no to the things we don't want to do. It's like we have our values in place, and we're lining our life up with them. Yes, and then some of it is the nitty gritty. Okay, what are we doing from six to ten a.m.?
1: You're di- you're directing your ship because. Your ship's gonna go where the wind blows if you don't direct it. You're still you're eventually gonna hit your target, possibly. It's gonna take a lot longer. But if you're directing your ship, yeah, I think yes, you are much more yourself when you're able to be really clear on what your life is going to look like. It's, it's, I'm like you, like, like you said, I'm one of those people years ago. Oh, I'm just not a planner. I'm just not a scheduler. Well, I, I ran myself into the ground. So yes, it is for everybody. It is not painful. You'll find more freedom, but you said it perfectly. It's always a choice. You can choose not to manage your time, but it's a choice. It's not forced upon you. And that's okay. If you're like, Hey, I'd rather just like, let the wind blow me where I go fine for most of us it's not the best or healthiest option because most of us have dreams of something big we want to do in our life whatever that is and we got to steer the ship yes it's okay if you're not a good manager of time i am not naturally a good manager of time you can become one mm-hmm. you know you won't become a tree person all day long you won't lose your personality <laughs> you'll just feel a lot of freedom um like a big breath of relief and if anybody out there wants help with time management you can find me on Facebook, um, you know, my website. Uh, karina is actually a very gifted coach and she could help you with time management very, very easily. Um, so I just wish everybody the best and just know that you're okay. You're totally okay, just like you are. This is just a technique in your toolbox that can help push the needle forward.
0: Yeah. And then where exactly, I'll put it in the show notes, but where exactly can they find you on Instagram or Facebook or your website?
1: It's Courtney Spencer Coaching. Um, all of it is the same. So it's www.courtneyspencercoaching.com is my website. My Facebook page is Courtney Spencer Coaching. My Instagram is Courtney Spencer Coaching. So okay. I, think, I think my um, LinkedIn is just Courtney Spencer. Okay, super.
0: Yeah, go ahead and follow her guys. All right. She's amazing.
1: Thank you. You're
0: amazing. Thanks. Thanks for being here. Here we are, we've made it to the end. What'd you think about what you heard today? Is there something you heard that you know you need to take action on? I'm one of those people who loves to not just sit and hear something, but to sit and hear and then go ahead and start implementing, taking action on what I hear, what was stirred up in me. And I encourage you to do the same. If you enjoyed today's episode or perhaps you heard an episode in the past, that really stuck with you, would you go ahead and share that with some of your friends and your family? It would mean so much to me. And also, if you want to connect with me, remember, you can always find me throughout the week on Instagram. I'm kareen underscore change radically. Or you can email me anytime, kareen at changeradically.com. I'd love to be in touch. And if there's any way that I can help you, please seek me out. Until we speak again next week, I hope that you will remember in the moments that are loud and busy and in the moments that are quiet and still, that who you are is super important. You are valuable. And I am so glad that you're alive.